If you ask the average person where Jesus first appears in the Bible, they'll probably say, well, in Matthew. You know, Matthew is the first gospel and the first book of the New Testament. But the truth is that Jesus appears all the way back in Genesis. The whole Bible is actually about Jesus. And in this series, we're gonna see Jesus in Genesis. Here's what we're gonna look at in the next five weeks together. Today, we're gonna to see in the first three chapters of the Bible that Jesus reverses the curse. And then in week two, we're gonna see in Genesis 14 that Jesus really is a priest like this mysterious priest king named Melchizedek. In week three, we'll look at the famous story of Abraham and Isaac, and we'll see that Jesus is the son on the altar in Genesis 22. In week four, we'll see that Jesus is the stairway to heaven, first seen in the dream that Jacob has in Genesis 28. And finally, we'll fast forward to Jesus, the rejected ruler in the last chapters of Genesis. As always, we encourage you to use the resources down below to talk about it with a group or with a mentor or even with your family and follow along with us each of these next five weeks as we talk about Jesus in Genesis. So let's jump into week number one and we're gonna start with this thought. Jesus is present from the very first verse of the Bible. He created everything and it was good. Let's take a look. Genesis chapter one, starting in verse one, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now I wanna put this first chapter of the Bible right next to the first chapter of the Gospel of John. And notice that they both start with the same words, in the beginning. Now we already read the passage from Genesis, so let's take a look at what the Apostle John said in his Gospel after having walked with Jesus while Jesus was on earth 2,000 years ago. And keep in mind that these two passages are separated by thousands of years. John writes, in the beginning, the word already existed. Now, when it says word, it's talking about Jesus himself. The word, Jesus, was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, obviously referring back to Genesis 1, and nothing was created except through him. The word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Do you see the parallels between these two passages? They both start with in the beginning and they both finish with the concept of light. But John clarifies that that light is Jesus himself. The apostle Paul wrote it like this to the church in Colossae. He says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Jesus and for Jesus. These verses prove to us that Jesus is present in Genesis chapter one. In fact, I think it's interesting that God only had to speak and the world came into being. And then John says that Jesus is the word. So Jesus was present in Genesis one because Jesus himself is creator God. 
And notice when you read Genesis 1 that God said everything was good when it was created. So in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, the whole world is in existence and the world is good. And the crowning achievement of God's creation is humanity itself. And humanity is very good according to God's word. But that brings us to the next point. Humanity believed a lie and sin entered the world. And what was previously very good becomes cursed. We see it in Genesis chapter 3. It says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, Did God really say that you must not eat the fruit from any tree in the garden? And Eve responded, Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. It's only the fruit in the tree that's in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat from. She continues, God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. And if you do, you will die. And the serpent replied, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, notice what Satan is doing in this passage. He's twisting the words of God. He's manipulating God's truth, and he's trying to get the man and the woman to follow their own opinions and to elevate their feelings above God's truth. And this is exactly what they do. And as a result, sin enters the world. And the world that was previously very good is now cursed and broken. So here's the good news of the story. After the fall of mankind, God set in motion his plan to reverse the curse. Jesus himself is the prophesied redeemer from the beginning. I want to show you a passage from Genesis chapter 3, which we call the Proto-Evangelion, or the first time we see the gospel in the Bible. It comes from verse 15, and it's God speaking to the serpent. He says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Now, the offspring that this is referring to is actually Jesus himself. Remember, Jesus is born of woman, and Jesus was the one ultimately who would defeat Satan by going to the cross. So yes, Satan struck his heel and thought he had victory over Jesus on the cross. But of course, we know that Jesus rose three days later and struck the decisive blow to Satan and to sin when he defeated the grave once and for all by his resurrection. We see this in Hebrews chapter 2. It says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son, Jesus, also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. This is what was prophesied all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And so I want to encourage you, if you've never really considered the beauty of this story, that Jesus doesn't just appear in the New Testament that he appears all the way back in Genesis and all through the entire Bible because the whole Bible is about Jesus and it tells one unified story. And the main point of that story is that you and I are broken, but that Jesus came to the earth, he died on the cross, a criminal's death, and then he rose from the dead so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be redeemed. And I want to finish with this powerful verse from Romans chapter 3, verse 22. It says that we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. If you've never done that, I encourage you to do it today. 
You can find resources online to help you to make that important personal commitment.